friends. I'm sitting here drinking my coffee back in Iceland after a four-day camping trip, campervanning trip. I woke up this morning in dude mode, meaning that I'm dressed as a skater boy and I love it so much. It's so much fun. I can't even begin to explain to you how much fun I have like when I have an outfit that is a specific style, I guess. And it makes me feel a certain way as well and it reinforces the way that I, I felt when I woke up and today I definitely woke up in dude mode sometimes I have like femme modes where I'm like woo give me the floral give me the dresses like full-on I want makeup I want my earrings I want everything high heels I can't wait for my heels to arrive actually from Iceland uh, from America they're being shipped right now because we almost lived in America for we were meant to be in America right now actually and because of the world situation and more so because I found this kick-ass house for sale in Iceland and I was like I'm staying <laughs> it's like the dream house in Iceland so I was like hmm, I'm gonna stay but yeah we have some heels arriving in Iceland soon hopefully if it moves from Jamaica no wait sorry New York Jamaica fulfillment center or something Wow, that's too many details. <laughs> but the shipping, international shipping right now is so delayed. It's insanity. Um, but I felt, I always feel the urge to talk to you guys like so badly. And I don't know if it's useful at all for me to speak at, <laughs> about anything. So I just do these little rants. I think I might kick off a podcast like properly so I can actually talk to you regularly because I realize how much more can be said in a podcast rather than uh, in a video because it's much more relaxed I can stuff up I can have breaks I can um, mumble I can say things that don't make it into the cut of the of the um, video there's just so much more that can be said so I really like it a lot because this is where I get a lot of benefit from discussions conversations with friends conversations with people uh, listening to podcasts I get so much benefit and I've said time and time and time again that discussions will change the world I really honestly believe this so much I can't even I just I'm I, one it's surprising to me how many people shy away from conversations these days like grueling conversations not easy ones the ones that make you squirm, the, the ones that make you hide away and shy away the ones that are so uncom uncomfortable in your body the ones where you tell people, like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're so wrong. And I love that when people do that, you know. But not in a I hate you kind of a way. Just like, nah, dude, that's so wrong. I even had that, this the other day. My friend just pulled me up straight up. He was, I was saying something so passionately. I was, you know, I really believe this point so much I, that I was sharing. I was like, I can't believe they do this, whatever. It was about swimming in Iceland that some rivers are you know, that property of the farmers and you can't swim in them because some of the, some of the, uh, lakes, they, not lakes, the rivers, the uh, salmon rivers, and it disturbs the, um, fish if you go swimming in it. And it's very expensive to get a fishing license in Iceland, like super expensive. It's like 2000 or $3,000 per rod per day to fish. And I was just like, I can't believe, you know, this should be natural, should be part of nature, which in utopia, sure. But I mean, if I bought a piece of land with a river on it or a lake on it, I'd be like, woo. <laughs> and I wouldn't want people disturbing the fish um, or the environment because, you know, some people I wouldn't trust with the, the um, swimming in it or taking care of it, like leaving rubbish. I'd be so pissed off. And so I'd want to put some protective measures in place to, to prevent people. I mean, if we were all very respectful of Mother Nature and not so deep in trauma that we forget that Mother Nature is a reflection of ourselves, 
ourselves, it wouldn't be such a big issue. Like you'd be like, of course they'll take care of it. And you can just let people do their little thing. But it's anyways, my friend, he was like, I was saying, you know, I can't believe farmers, you know, they don't let you swim. And he was like, shut up. Like you understand why. And this is why. And I was like, oh, goddamn, you're right. (laughs) And it was just this quick turnaround. I love when people can sway your point of view just so quickly, because that's what discussions are. It leaves it leaves you in a position where you're open to having your opinion changed. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to change it by any means, but it doesn't mean that you're so concrete in your opinion that you are not willing to allow any other information into your brain. Like I have said this before, I love, not love, actually, it's painful, <laughs> sometimes watching news and information and, and um, consuming information that directly challenges my point of view. And I think, like, I didn't really know what I was doing for a while until Leon pointed out that that's what he does. And I was like, that's kind of what I do. Like, I don't let myself have a very con- concrete opinion about many things. Um, there are things that I definitely have moral a moral compass towards, and I try to not sway from certain things a lot. Uh, uh, like, for example, I really don't like buying brand new things. I love secondhand shopping. Like, I can't even describe to you the level of love I have for secondhand shopping. <laughs> like, secondhand homes, secondhand cars, secondhand everything, because... One, it's got character, it's got beauty, it's already worn down, so I know what it's going to look like in a few years. Like, is it quality, is it not? Um, and also just not contributing to the junk of the world uh, by buying brand new things. I mean, I bought a brand new couch and holy shit, let me tell you, that was painful. <laughs> I tried to cancel it so many times. I can't, I was like, I ordered it, I stood there for hours staring at this couch. Because it was also an expensive couch. And I was like, do I really want to do this? And I had to pre-order it for the right six weeks later. And I was like, all right, here we go. And then I was like, let's do it. And I bought it. And then the next day I was like, can I cancel it? And then a few days, hours later, I was like, never mind. And then a few hours later, I was like, no, I really want to cancel. <laughs> like it was so painful for them, um, for the, the staff members, because I was changing my mind back and forth every second. But I just... Yeah, it felt, I mean, I've got to say it's a beautiful couch now, but would I have been able to find a second hand couch that I would have loved more? Possibly, probably, maybe. Um, but, you know, my friend, he's uh, luxurious in a way. Like his family owns, uh, he's pretty wealthy, I'd say. Oh, his family's pretty wealthy. I mean, like businesses galore and all this shit. And the um, the mum is an interior designer and so is the auntie. And they have an, a beautiful, really luxurious home uh, store such nice stuff in there oh my god I what did I buy there once I bought something I think it was like oh we bought hooks that was how far we went because the prices were so expensive and we ended up buying two hooks for $30 each we were like all right we can do this (laughs) but we go in there so much just to observe because it's so pretty but my friend, he's always like, you know, you can have second-end stuff, but you have to have like that one or two luxurious items that just tie the whole house together and make it look luxurious. I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. I can do this. Like, you know, I'm doing all right with my business. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> and it was so painful, but here it is now. And it's with me for life. And I'm not mad, but you know, whatever. So I do have strong morals. I do have... Um, you know, certain things that guide my opinions and my, my judgments. And, and I know what feels right in my heart when I hear of something. I'm like, no, that is evil as hell. That there is not much of an excuse for that. I'm sorry. 
Um, there's definitely things that I can pick up on when people are trying to be like, but this, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that smells nasty. <clears throat> but, um, but otherwise, like, I, I am still open to opinions and having, you know, different discussions a lot just to hear people's opinions. And even if I really don't agree with them, I'm still going to listen because I want to, I always want to understand how they got to decide where they are right now. Like what made them decide, yes, this is what I believe, <laughs> or this is what I'm going to do, or this is how I'm going to act. And I know this sounds probably way too extreme, but I also allow myself to be like, what situation did, uh, say like a murderer have to be in in order to make the decision that they made? Like, what conditions were they under? Because, I mean, maybe it was mental. Maybe they have a mental problem, sure. But let me also hear, like, just allow myself to go down the path of being like, what happened? Why are they in this situation that they had to go to that such an extreme measure? Um, and they thought, you know either in the heat of the moment, but also like, why were they so emotionally unstable in the moment? What was happening in the surroundings? Could they not pay their bills? Were they getting tormented for months by this person that they decided to kaput? <clears throat> like I'm always intrigued by the mental space of where people are because it helps me to have more compassion and understanding for people's opinions. And, and you know, the same thing with <clears throat> pedophilia right now. I'm not making any excuses for this bullshit. Fuck no. Jesus Christ almighty. No chance. But, you know, I'm trying to trying to understand how these powerful elite people that are in, you know, positions of power that are smiling on TVs towards us being like, ah, look at us. We're such great people. And meanwhile, they're fondling with babies and young teens. And um, there's accusations of even worse things, cannibalism, which a lot of people are, you know, we don't want to believe it, but it's like, what? There's so much evidence. Why is no one looking into it? All right, because the media and the police and the governments and CIA are all controlled by these filthy rich people. But I even, put, I was like, okay, what would it take for people to go down this route? Like, what would it take for them? And I was like, imagine if you have no boundaries at all. You have so much, like, you're not in trouble. You cannot get in trouble. You are above the, the you know, police you're above the the criminal system you're above no one can touch you and you have all the money in the world for anything your heart would ever desire like there is zero limitations and discipline creates discipline is beautiful i think a lot of people you know especially as teens we hate it or children were like mom's so disciplining me but it's necessary because they've even shown that if there's no discipline for children around the age of 13 they'd you know, kids would kill each other because they, they go through this really weird baboon stage where there's no discipline and discipline is very, very, very important in order to instill morals and values into people and let them know what is right or wrong. This is where we develop this compass of like, this is right, this is wrong. So discipline is so important. Having some sort of limitations is so important, but I cannot imagine a world where you have no limitations at all. Oh my Lord. Wow that's hectic. That's really intense. So I'm like, okay, in order to, for them, for these people, I guess, to feel alive of, of some sort or have a challenge or have something that is like, you know, people love doing things that are slightly naughty. Some of us will like speed a little bit and be like, Ooh, I sped. Or when you have your, uh, like a puff of weed and you're not meant to, you're like, Ooh, I had some weed or like micro dosing mushrooms or going for a mushroom trip or 
You know, I even have this with growing hemp right now in my house. This is the most beautiful plant, but it looks like weed. And I've never grown weed in my life. I've never grown hemp in my life. But I'm like, ooh, am I naughty for, for doing this? Which, I don't know, that weird naughty thing that we're like, ooh, I just want to feel a little bit alive. I'm like, imagine that for celebrities and people that are so high in power where they're completely untouchable. I was like, maybe that's what leads them to making such horrific decisions in their life. Not that I'm excusing it. This is something that I really cannot find an excuse for and be like, I get where you're coming from. Like I might understand slightly where they're coming from, but holy shit. I also can't make a judgment of, of, you know, would I act the same if I was in their situation? Would I get blinded by all my friends that are like, oh, it's completely normal for us. Like your environment shapes you so much and it makes you think that certain things are okay to do when they're probably not. (laughs) Oftentimes there are a lot of things that, you know, is done through peer pressure. So I wonder if this is the same case. So even though I'm disgusted by these people's behavior, but I can't just be like, you're you're evil. And even like with Gatesy, I mean, I think I've made it pretty clear that I'm I'm against this douchebag um, for trying to kill the world and vaccinate everyone and make profits of every single person in the world, even though it, it's um, completely uncalled for the shutting down of the economies and the killing of life livelihoods and the killing of people because suicide rates are jumping up and uh, separating families. I know of a of a dude where his brother in law got got crushed on a workplace and died, and uh, his sister or something like this, and his sister, not his sister, not brother in law. It was like best friends of his sister, so it was like a little bit distant, but. The mum of the widow wasn't allowed to fly down to visit, to take care of her daughter that just lost her husband. And then during the funeral, the mum flew down. She was police escorted to the funeral and police escorted as soon as the funeral was over because of this dangerous virus right now. And it's like, where's the humanity, bruh? Like, what is happening? (laughs) There are measures and then there's just plain fuck you. So anyway, um, I know a lot of people won't agree with this. And they're like, but Sorrel. I'm like, yes, there are pockets where it's super dangerous. And maybe we should isolate, isolate the people that are completely in danger. Like the people that are dying in Melbourne, Victoria right now are all in aged, aged, care, aged care homes. So let's, even though it's heartbreaking, one, ask them, hello, grandma, you're 93. You might have a few years left. Would you like to be isolated for maybe like a year or two, I don't know how long this will be, or do you want to come home with us, but there's a potential you could die, like, let's ask these people first, because I think dying by yourself in isolation is probably worse, if you have your final years of life anyway, so if I was a grandma, I'd be like, fuck it, let's rock and roll, man, let me just test this out, and see how I go, and at least I'll be surrounded by family, worst comes to worst, that's my personal opinion, but secondly, secondly, like, destroying a, destroying lives of the entire world that are not um, what's it, what's the word? I mean, we all have to take personal risks. If you think you're going to be in danger because of pre-existing conditions, then maybe you should hide away, you know? Anyway, I'm going to get so much slack for this, but it's, it's a hard situation just because of this is not going away for years. I don't want to get on this topic today, but anyway, so I was talking about Gates, which is what brought me onto this topic. And I'm like, douchebag. He's trying to, you know, kill the population of the world, um, limit the, you know, decrease the population, keep all his rich friends, etc., etc., etc. You know, they'll run the world for in in the future because they're all so rich and all that stuff. And apparently they're superior because they have money, whatever. And I'm like, okay, fuck you. 
um, for doing what you're doing. But then, is he the, the, the angel in disguise because he is going to save the world from overpopulation and climate change and all this stuff? Like, in his brain, is he doing the right thing? Is he legitimately sitting there being like, yes, this is what's needed to save the planet, which is now what they're, they're doing. They're no longer blaming, you know, they're not saying we're going to go back to normal life until it used to be until the, the, what's it called? The curve was flattened. Then it was like, now it's like, it was vaccines until we get a vaccine, nothing goes back to normal. And now it's like, no, nothing's going back to normal because we have a cl- climate crisis. So we have to fix this. And it's like, hmm, right. I see. So. Right, I see. <laughs> We're never going back to normal. I see. Hmm. <clears throat> but then, is he? Is this dude doing the right thing? Is this what is needed for the survival of the human species for the future? I don't know. Do I? Do I necessarily want? I don't know. See, that's the hard part. That's why I'm trying to be like, okay, I, I really don't like this dude right now because you're separating myself from my family and and you separate you causing so much turmoil and literally putting millions and millions in people's lives at a, such a high level of stress which is going to make them do dumb shit and you know there's going to be people hating on each other because they're also using this excuse of like oh you know if your neighbor did this then we wouldn't have to put these measures in place but because you guys did it just like with climate change because you guys bought that plastic bag it's all your fault meanwhile giant corporations are completely exempt from this and they just go on their merry little way and they you know they donate one percent of their profits to something it's like oh well done meanwhile they're killing the planet with manufacturing of their product you know it's like, so this classic, it's just such a classic mind game of like, oh, it's your fault. We have to do this because you made us do it. So that's annoying. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to see if I, I, I can't decide if he, he's a douchebag or if this is necessary for the planet, you know. And a human's gonna, if he wasn't here, like putting his stupid plan in action, trying to, then... Uh, would we as humans go back to like do good for the planet or would we still be selfish pricks which the the other day like I saw a travel couple just doing their own usual travel coupling around the world and flying and stuff and I was like when is this shit gonna be done I mean I don't you know I was in that position I was the travel influencer like flying here to here to here and taking care of the planet at the same time pretending but after this hit, I was like, well, there's a lot that needs to be done for the world. It helped me to see what was really important. And I was like, fuck, there's so much that needs to be done. Am I really just going to go back to normal of what I was doing before? And the answer is a clear no. Like, I can't even comprehend going back to what I was before all this started. So I'm so thankful for this experience because it helped me realize the importance of acting with solutions, creating solutions for what is happening in, in the climate stayed state um so i don't know if humans can be trusted to look after the planet uh, but all in all so i have no idea basically judgment but what i'm saying is having the ability to have your opinion swayed in some way maybe it's dangerous i don't know i don't want i don't know what's right or wrong maybe some people need to be super opinionated in order to make great change in the world which you know, Elon Musk is convinced that humanity is going to kill themselves, so he's setting up Upper Mars 
raping planet Earth <laughs> right now of batteries, of, you know, the components for batteries, which is so insanely dangerous for that planet. And he's, like, copying a ticket, being like, peace, I'm going to Mars, instead of, like, hey, let's help the planet. Because he's just so convinced that this planet is doomed. Which is so sad. Like, imagine being someone that just hates being on this planet. Um, instead of being like, no, I'm going to direct all these resources to saving this planet. It just seems like all these rich pricks, they're, they're just trying to find a plan B to get them off, off, off the hook. It's like, no, don't. Ugh, anyway, whatever. Again, I don't know what their what their headspace is like. Um, I forget where I was going for that very last point. So I'm going to drop that thought just there and return back to my coffee, <laughs> which is delicious. Oh, yeah, but that's one thing also. When I was just saying that, this is one thing that comes with aging. Like, you don't know anything. And when I, was, when I heard this when I was younger... Especially when you're like 16, 18, you think you have the world worked out. You really do. You're like, I get it. Everything I know, what's up? And the older you get, you really don't, you realize you don't know shit. And that's so strange because you sound fluffy in a way. You're just like, I don't know what the truth is. I mean, anything could be the truth. <laughs> like, how am I, how would I potentially know all the different variables available to me and be able to decipher which one is true and which one is not? Like, that's so hard. To know that, I, I don't know. So I'm not so set on needing to know the truth because the truth could be so many different variations. Uh, I mean, right now we have so many doctors, so many doctors talking about how ventilators are dangerous and yet so many doctors are like, no, we'll put them on ventilators. It's like, wait, who was right then? And then even, you know, Fauci-licious, he was like, you know, vitamin D, it helps to cure you. It helps. It's very important to get vitamin D. Next minute, everybody locked up. What the shitballs? Like, hello, vitamin D helps to cure everything. Why is everybody locked up? And so many doctors are like, stay inside, stay isolated. It's like, but we just heard from one doctor, the main doctor, apparently, that we're meant to be outside in the direct sun. <laughs> so like nothing is concrete. Science is like, this is scientifically proven. Oh, fuck, you're scientifically proven. Because I know someone down the road that scientifically proves the exact opposite of what you're saying. So that's why, like, being able... being Knowing the truth of anything is really, really, really hard. There is no such thing. I don't know how much there is. The only thing that could be true is love. And I know that sounds corny. And maybe that I'm just using this as a cop-out as well. <laughs> Look, still don't know what the truth is. <laughs> but maybe I'm using this as a cop-out of this love thing. Because I heard it and it sounds pretty. But... I don't know. I, I I guess nothing feels more beautiful than love um, and everything else. I don't know. It's Maybe that's what I just choose to want to believe. I'm still trying to digest that one. Like nothing is real except for love. And I think a lot of quantum physics and physics and scientists and so forth, they're saying that love isn't like this, not love as in some fluffy feeling, but the when you boil everything down to, there's like scientific, scientific, scientific evidence that leaves nothing behind except for this this i don't know if they've called it an element <laughs> or if or a, i don't know but it's not just this fluffy feeling it's like no literally the universe is made out of love and it's like oh, what does that mean <laughs> so i'm still looking into this yeah but um what else has been happening in my life i am so freaking loving 
beyond words, I cannot even fathom the the gratitude I have experienced for slow living and being connected to the earth. And I wish it was sexier and I wish people got into it more because, oh my God, (laughs) the fact that I'm like, you know, painting one of my chairs in the garden so that it's, you know, black because I'm doing my, um, anyway, I'm just making stuff around the house pretty. And I was like, all this time and effort's being spent on a home. And usually I'd be like, bye, I'm traveling. <laughs> and now, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm solid, I'm, I'm in one spot, um, taking care of what's around me in the present and taking care of things in Iceland, taking care of, you know, my friendships and nurturing the friendships because I'm realizing I'm not going anywhere for a long time. The only place I would travel to right now is Australia, but they are doing some weird ass shit. So my mom's even, she's in Australia, but she's like, do not travel right now. All these, for one, if I want to fly into Australia, I have to sit in a two week quarantine in a hotel room, a tiny hotel room with uh, three meals that are bullshit. They look, they're disgusting. They're covered in plastic. Like it's a slightly more luxurious prison sentence, um, more or less. Two weeks of that. Plus, I have to pay $3,000 to have this pleasure of being quarantined for two weeks. You can't quarantine at home. Uh, you have to go straight to this hotel room. And, you know, I'm watching this snap of a guy that's coming from Melbourne, a different state, into a different state in Australia. And he has to go through this quarantine. So states in Australia are now divided. And uh, so he's going through this insane process even if if he wasn't a resident of the state he's in he would have to cop up three thousand dollars to go through this pleasure of being locked up for two weeks uh so my mom's just like don't come back they're doing some weird sketchy shit and they are this i mean this sounds all just sounds so fucking sketchy it's ridiculous man with the measures they're putting in place and you know even if you know this even if this virus is so fucking dangerous that everybody should run and hide. One, no one would be outside. People are outside. Two, uh, masks don't do shit. <laughs> it's a piece of cloth trying to stop a, a virus. Like they actually have, the CDC have released a report that says there is no evidence to support the fact that masks do absolutely anything. You can look that up for yourself. The CDC, the governor, the most important body we're meant to turn to right now has said that masks don't, there's no scientific evidence to prove that there's anything that they do. And they, they put it in the tiny footnotes of a report they gave back um but you can't like you can't stop a tiny 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 molecule with a goddamn piece of paper like it's just impossible so i I don't understand how this is uh, this is becoming a mandatory thing that's that's being put in place but yeah so even if you believe that this is dangerous even though it's got a 99 99.8 percent recovery rate um and it doesn't affect most of us. Most of us shouldn't be killing our whole livelihoods over this. It should be, if we're meant to be kind of running, keeping this economy running and staying afloat instead of people literally becoming homeless, um, then we should isolate the people that are in danger. And I know people are like, but you don't know if you're going to be that 30-year-old that dies. Well, if you are have pre-existing conditions, by all means, also isolate yourself and um yes there are stories of people that had no pre-existing conditions well in that case i would take the risk i'd be like that's what i am doing i'm living like like nothing is happening iceland is you know it's got some restrictions again that they've popped up but i'm 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 just taking the risk i'm like 
if it if it's me if it's me you know if it's me it is me and that's it you know but what about your neighbors like well they're outside they're choosing to also engage with the world so and i can see who's healthy and who's not healthy so i'm not coming in contact with people that clearly are not healthy i don't want anything to do with them because i don't want to put their life at risk but also you got to take some personal responsibility for yourself you know i know i'm not going to be the most loved or you know my opinions may sway and i'm okay with people having opinions and coming at me i will i will gladly listen to you and i'll have discussions with you about this um but you know the unfortunate thing about podcasting and my job is like a very one-way situation which i would love to have people on my podcast that can challenge my point of view because I want you guys to hear that I'm open to other such other information but what I have read is leaving me in this point right now where I am like something smells okay anyway back to where I was if this virus is so goddamn dangerous and they're putting these measures in place to prevent this whole spread what's gonna happen like this is a power grab leaders have not given up power before and this is what's happening they are not going to give up the powers that they are putting in place now they're they're you know they're stretching what they are able to do and it's never going to bounce back because they have to willingly be like, we're reverting now. And it's not going to happen. So that's the scary part. Like they're putting all these measures in place that are never going to go away. And that's what's annoying. And it's only up to the people to be like, nah, man, fuck you, don't want this. So that's that's going to be interesting to see if people do that. And it's not. it doesn't have to be everyone. Um, it's like that tipping point. I think it's 10%, 20% of the population have to have, um, an alternative view to make, make it, make this viewpoint spread like candy across the world. And I, I think there is slowly, but surely there's a lot of people being like, wait a minute. Even people that were like, no, I completely fully support what you're doing. Then they read into it a little bit or a little bit of information got leaked. And then they researched into it and they were like, wait, this doesn't make sense. And that's the thing. It doesn't make sense. And I said to my friends the other day, with this great confusion, whenever there's great confusion, your conscious brain is occupied with trying to come up with a reason why something was said. And we're obviously receiving so much conflicting information right now that nothing really makes sense. And it's very confusing. And so your your, your conscious brain is trying to figure out what is happening Whilst in the background, you can have all these subliminal messages that sneak through into your subconscious, which reprogram and hypnotize your brain, essentially. So when there's confusion, it, it keeps you, it keeps your logical brain engaged and other stuff can slip through a lot easier. So I'm wondering if they're also reprogramming our brain and stuff. And someone tried, <sighs> someone tried to tell me the other day on socials, it's like, Stop spreading misinformation. You can't program the brain with like flashing images and um, underlying sounds. I'm like, MK Ultra is a thing. It was it was a CIA program to help to program people's brains. <laughs> and when people say to me, it's misinformation, it's like, did you even do any research? Or you just don't like the idea of that, so therefore you call it misinformation. <laughs> hmm, interesting, interesting. Um, and they abandoned, apparently abandoned this, this program, MKUltra, just as they got the results and they proved that it was correct or just, just, just before it, which means, and then they pulled the funding out, they pulled, they, they, they just closed off this whole thing. 
which means that they found the solution and they didn't want people to know that they had this so they closed everything down like it's you don't just close down a program when you have all the evidence to support your results that are happening you know that have proven what you've been looking for for so long and it's like oh you've proven it now we're shutting down the program it's like what did you do with that information my dear so that's you know that's why I, like i'm and I, and I don't know if this is like causing panic for people that are listening to this um which i hope it's not because i mean as i said there's 20 percent uh we need a little tipping point of people to be aware of what's going on in the world and it's a really hard time in in life that we're going through but as you've probably noticed for yourself like you're adjusting you have this challenge and you are making adjustments in your personal life to make it work for you and that's the beautiful thing about humans is adaptability like a lot of people are probably like I've spoken to a lot of people and they're actually so grateful for this time because it realigned them as a person realigned their values you know help them move into the countryside because they now work online they don't have to commute for two hours a day and they see more of their family they have rested for the first time in their life like there's a lot of people that are taking downtime and they feel bad for doing so um i don't think it's something to feel bad for i think this was also like silver lining it was a gift in disguise to allow humans to slow down for sure myself to see that there's more that I don't need to be on that rat race of, you know, I am an influencer, I have to post all the time, I have to make sure that my life is exciting and I'm showing all this stuff. Like, look at me in this country, look at me in this country, look, 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 give me attention. <laughs> now I'm like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm releasing so few videos right now and so few photos because I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to find solutions for the problems. Not that I think I'm going to save the world, but I have like this awesome idea that popped up to me, popped up the other day when I was camper vanning, when I wasn't really thinking about it, when I was actually having a deep discussion with Leon trying to come up with different, you know, just chatting. And this is when people, you know, are always so busy that they don't have time to allow for different things to come into their brain space. But that's why you need to be bored. You need to have discussions because discussions will change the world. Um, to allow for new ideas to enter and i think i have this i think so i have to research it like i actually have to have an industrial or civil engineer to help me out to figure out if this is something i can do and it's possible for me to do but this idea is so kick-ass and it would be so beneficial for so many people in the world and i just looked up on my phone and it says eleven eleven angel numbers ah, so maybe this is this is the thing that i've been looking for to contribute to society because I really just want to contribute more to society and make life easier for people. Um, and make it, make the solution so much more appealing than the non-solution, if that makes sense. Like, that's why I was, like, even chatting to my other friend here who's super into sustainability and saving the world. Um, but over time, I've realized that people are just so high-strung and stressed out that considering the environment for a lot of people is just not a thing because they are so stressed and they're paying... You know, they're trying to, they're not sure how they're going to pay rent next week. So the for me, saving the world is like coming up with a solution that is sexier than the non-solution and more affordable than the non-solution. You know what I mean? So it's like, they don't have to think about it. It's just the obvious choice. They don't have to exert themselves or exert their mind space for 
this um, thing that's going to be good for the environment. Like when Tesla came in, for example, people were like, this is a sexier car and apparently it's better for the environment. Fuck yeah. Like this is my dream car and it's more affordable than like a Lamborghini. Woo! Little do they know that Teslas are very bad for the environment. <laughs> but so yeah, I want to come up with a solution that actually does is just so uh, such a non-brainer for people. Um, and I think I came up with something. <gasps> which would be so beneficial, but I can't talk about this because I have to, um, it'll be on Kickstarter if this is an actual thing and people can actually get access to this, which would be amazing and hopefully it will change their world. So yeah, this is what's happening. I'm also just as an FYI, I am, yeah, not on social media very much, which is great, but I am, uh, investing in properties, which has been a lifelong dream. Oh, <sighs> And then I'm going to start, maybe, I mean, I'm allowing whatever happens, happens. It just happened so fast. Like this year alone, the investment journey went from nothing to like, I'm a full, full out investor already now, which is amazing because it's securing the wealth that I've accumulated over this journey on YouTube and giving me different options so that, you know, I love wealth building. It's one of my favorite things. And I think a lot of people have this taboo mentality around wealth building and I have to I have had to break this away from me like I was like am I a bad person because I love wealth building like I've I've had to ask myself that question so many times but I legitimately love it it's such a fun journey for me because money is just energy so I'm always just trying to figure out how this energy works and it's fascinating to me even since I was like a little kid I was two and I was like this is so interesting (laughs) so yeah, I'm fulfilling this dream and, and by having, I know that myself, by having, you know, stability, financial stability, it allows the brain space to do other great things. And this is what I also think, like being able to, if I can somehow assist people in, in financial freedom, I'm thinking of perhaps stepping into that role a little bit and teaching people about this space. But if I could help them with financial stability, it's, there's nothing really that can like everything externally isn't as volatile because when you don't have a lack of finances behind you, you are so much more susceptible to doing things you don't want to be doing. And also the pressure of not being able to think about anything but your bills. And I think when you have cash behind you, not always, some people don't need this, but some people really do. They need cash behind them to start thinking about the environment and making better choices. So I think financial freedom is so important and the fact that so many people are stuck in, you know, I mean, they purposely keep us um, poor or near poor or just comfortable enough. There's a reason why the taxes are so high if you're an employee and if you're a company that like, tell, I can tell you now from personal experience, because I'm learning about this whole world, the amount of deductions available for people with companies and there's more that I don't even know about for the ultra 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 rich like company setups that make means that I mean Bill Gates one year paid a hundred dollars in tax <laughs> are you fucking kidding me um I mean they, they have tax accountants that are so expensive but it's still uh saving them money by having these ex- expensive tax accountants doing all these business structures um so it's like it's obvious that this isn't this whole system isn't set up for people. I, ca- I can't believe how much they have just 
toyed with humans. It's really surprising. I thought that they would have... They just see us as stock. And I know this sounds intense, but they see us as stock. Like a GDP is based off... Uh, the, you know, the company's GDP is based off um, the people inside it and how much money they produce. So it's like, essentially, we are stock to them. <sighs> so I just, I love the idea of freeing people so much. But it's also difficult um, because I don't know what the solution is, essentially. And I'm just, I'm just the 31-year-old chick trying to work this thing out. See? Um, and I'm not going to save the world and people have to save themselves. That's one thing that I have also said, personal respons- responsibility always, always for everything. Like you have to take care of yourself. No one is ever going to care about your safety and your well-being as much as you will. So you really have to look after yourself. And if everyone had personal responsibility, like, wow, the world would be such an interesting place. Yeah, so this is what I'm up to. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up. But thank you for your time. Uh, muchos apreciantos. Uh, I am not speaking very good English, Icelandic or Spanish. I'm also trying to learn French. <laughs> I would like to commit to one thing right now, please. Por favor, that would be great. <laughs> one language. Um, yeah, but that's where I'm at. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you spend, spending 40 minutes with me. My God. You are awesome. I appreciate you. Have an amazing day. And yesterday, just as an FYI, I pulled cards. Um, these cool, like, you know, the mystical spiritual cards or whatever. But this one was with flowers. And it pulled out three of my favorite things in life, which was um, gratitude, love, and joy. And I was like, noted. Focus on these three things. Gratitude, love, joy. Always. I hope you have an amazing day. I'll speak to you soon.